You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. I got sort of a quickie episode for you this time around. No show notes page, but it will be available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Listen, I want to get real, real, as we do here every time, about holiday feelings, holiday feelings, particularly for those of us who consider ourselves de-schoolers. <laughs> you know, we know that de-schooling, that process itself is tough enough, right? <laughs> when you take an approach to parenting or caregiving that doesn't include coercion, when you take an approach to relationships where you are holding yourself more accountable and asking to be held more accountable for the times where you use control over more effective forms of communication, that weighs on you. There's a mental health, there's a self-care component there that is so necessary. Otherwise, there's a lot of guilt that comes with raising free people. There's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of forging new paths when you're used to reacting a certain way to something a child in your life does or says, but you are learning that you can't keep reacting that way, right? Because you can't keep using tools of oppression to raise free people. So you know those things. And so it can be really tough in each moment to reach past the habit, to reach past the way that you've been raised, to reach past what you've always seen over to something that is more liberation-centered. And not always, right? Sometimes the shit is easy because that's how your mind works anyway. That's how your heart works anyway, but not always. And I think that sometimes being in the, the holiday zone where you might have more people around you than you're used to, you know, with family members visiting or you visiting family members. I have a few friends who have new babies in their households. So that might mean that more family members are inclined to come see y'all for the holidays coming up. And so adding that component to de-schooling can be really challenging. And I know when I ran earlier this year, man, shout out to the, what was it, 14 of us total? trying to remember if I made 15 or 14, but the more than a dozen <laughs> of us women identifying folks who were um, involved in the first Raising Free People workshop, that nine-week round of deep dive strategy and soul work around what it means to raise free people. When we did that, I know that so many of us were talking about managing other people while we are de-schooling and while we are learning how to raise free people. So managing our parents who may have their concerns about these choices that we're making for their grandchildren, maybe even managing your partner who may not be on the same page as you in terms of their idea of raising a free person. They might think that unschooling is extra or a luxury or only feasible for white people or rich people um, or people who don't have to work. You know, so there are all of these different things that you might already be dealing with. And then now on top of that, you're going to have other people around you. So um, family members who may hear about what you're doing with your kids for the first time, you have to deal with that. So I want to talk in this episode about some of the things that 
I've found helpful and also some of the things that some of the other women in the workshop, that nine-week workshop, said was helpful for them, okay? And by the way, some of you might just be hearing about this nine-week workshop for the first time, but I also have an email list that shares free webinars and some of the other work that I do, some of the other ways that I engage in this Raising Free People work. So the easiest way to get on that email list is to go to RaisingFreePeople.com, go to the About page, and just fill out your first name and email address on that form. There's also bit.ly forward slash RFP chat, as in Raising Free People chat. I send lots of good updates there. Every once in a while, I do webinars. I think I've done maybe three or four this year. Um, and I definitely will be doing them next year. They're always going to be free. And then I also do some other paid community membership type things, you know, just different ways to sustain myself as I spread the work. So, um, yeah, get on that list and get those goodies. So anyway, I want to share some of that with you. And I also want to encourage you to talk amongst yourselves, talk amongst your sister friends, your brother friends, your fam about some of these more proactive ways to deal with the holidays while you're doing this really immersive work, right? This raising free people work. So let's get into the suggestions. The first one is to look at this as an opportunity to help your child get more comfortable with talking about the way they approach learning. I remember talking to a girlfriend about this recently. They're in their first year. Y'all know her, Monique. She's been on a couple of episodes of the podcast. We were talking about them rounding out their first year as unschoolers and um, the holidays coming up and, you know, just some of the times that her son, Farrow, has been in a position where he was asked a question about what he was doing throughout the day. You know, uh, well-meaning adults ask those questions. Oh, how's school? Oh, what are you learning? That sort of thing. So she first realized that she felt anxiety around it. And I remember having that experience too. And she talked about having the anxiety around it and wanting to sort of tell people the right thing that would make them get it the way that she was getting it, you know, or tell Pharaoh the right thing to tell them. And we we talked about how for her, she shifted from feeling like that to now at the end of the first year, feeling a lot more comfortable just talking to Pharaoh about his feelings and his ways of communicating it. And I am so happy to hear her say that. And I thought it would be useful to share with you too. Again, I've had that experience as well. I remember our first year, y'all have heard me talk about this before, where I was like drilling the girls with the times tables. What's seven times nine? What's eight times six? Boom, boom, boom. They had to know that shit <laughs> because in my mind, since we were now doing this wild and crazy thing and we were going to conservative Kingston, I felt like if they knew their times tables, then it would sort of like stave off people's weird questions. So, <laughs> so going from that in our first year to get into the point where I'm like, you ain't got to answer shit. You know, <laughs> and that's where we are with it now, where we tell the girls, and they know this just from practice, that they don't need to be the, the educators of other folks about self-directed education. They can say, as we've been telling them, they can say, um, you can ask mom or dad, they know all the details, or they can say in response to the question, what are you learning? Lots of stuff. Or when they hear the question, what are you learning? Or what do you do at that place you go to? Or what do you do all day? 
they can consider that question to basically mean, what are you interested in? You know, so they could say right now I'm doing a lot of writing for these collaborative role play projects. And one of them we're turning into a book. Um, or they can say, Oh, I've been working on these digital art projects and I've gotten some commissions for people who've created characters and want to turn them into these stories. And now I get to create the physical representation. You know, they can just basically take the schoolishness out of the question and take it to mean, what are you interested in? So that's an example of just recognizing that throughout the holidays, as you have folks who may want to quiz your children or quiz you about it, that one, make sure your children know and make sure you recognize this too, that they don't have to take the responsibility of educating anyone about what they're doing or convincing anyone that it's quote unquote working. Self-directed education does work, to be clear, (laughs) because it depends on what you define as work. If you're talking about a sense of confident autonomy, if you're talking about high intelligence, if you're talking about deep sense of connection to understanding how you learn, to um, being exposed to social justice as a, a concept and as a, as a tool for better communication and better uh, navigating the world and understanding other people in the world, and also financial sustainability, doing work that you love. Let me not leave that out. If those are what you consider effective results or good results of education, then for sure, self-directed education works. But your child isn't responsible for convincing anyone of that. So make sure your child knows that. Talk about some ways that they can answer. Ask them how they might answer, right? You're not necessarily giving them a script to follow here. I was just giving you an example of how it manifested in our family, and you should really feel through what might work best for yours too. Another thing is that it will also give you an opportunity to remember that not only do your children not have to take on the responsibility of educating anybody, not their grandmama, not their uncle Taone, anybody, (laughs) you are also not responsible for educating anyone. You can nurture or nudge or encourage learning by simply pushing them off to a couple of really great spaces to learn more about self-directed education. Obviously, I'm going to say my website, raisingfreepeople.com, or you might know it as akilasrichards.com. Those both go to the same place. I'm all up in that work. I'm all up in what it means to raise free people, not just in my family, but in other families of black and brown and marginalized and outside of the white normative approach folks, (laughs) as a lot of us fall into that space, and also white folks who are wanting to understand how to navigate the world outside of the type of tools that they were given by their parents and their parents Everybody, you know, but as y'all know, I'm speaking specifically to the needs of and making more space for the voices and stories of people of color in self-directed education. And I'm so happy to be doing that. And so one of the reasons why I'm so happy to recommend my site at any time is because of the level of work that goes into connecting with folks and really farming these stories, tilling the soil and um, helping folks to understand what it means to say that you want to raise free people, what it means to take learning from the approach of self-directed education. So yeah, so you can refer them to raisingfreepeople.com. 
And you can refer them to the Alliance for Self-Directed Education. That site is self-directed.org. And all of the fixings related to liberated learning, what that looks like in terms of academic research on the topic, anthropological research on the topic, how people who unschool and do other forms of self-directed education show up, what are all the forms of self-directed education, where are they in different cities across the world. We have forums going on where you can ask specific questions or just take in all the information and apply it in your life, however you see fit. We have local SDE groups. SDE is self-directed education, if this is your first time listening. We have local SDE groups forming, and we nurture that through video conferences and all of these different ways to help people in their communities to get together and talk about ways to promote self-directed education or to learn more about it. All of that is happening there. So you don't have to be the person giving them the information. Just send them to that site. They can get so beautifully lost in the world of liberated learning through those two spaces, raisingfreepeople.com and self-directed.org. The other thing that you can do to have a more mentally well, a more emotionally well holiday season as a de-schooler is to remember the option to opt out. (laughs) remember that you can opt out even if folks are staying right up under your roof and they're doing movie night or game night and they only do it once a year and it's awesome. If you just feel like being in your room eating uh, sweet and sour popcorn and watching She's Gotta Have It on Netflix, fucking do that. Do it. Opt out. Remember that that's okay too. And while you're doing that, do not forget that the child in your household should have that right too. So if they just want to be in their room and play video games, if they were out for the dinner and they were out for the stuff before that, back up, son. Let let them relax, okay? Remember that that same freedom, that same sense of self and also that same sense of overwhelm that you can feel, they might feel that too. Conversely, remember that even though you might feel like it's wonderful and you love seeing your family and you love being around them as much as possible, consider that the personality of your child may be as such that they feel overwhelmed and the the smiles feel fake and they don't feel like their um, needs to not hug anybody is being honored. That shit matters. I come across so many people who think of that as just like existential bullshit and it isn't. Your sense of control over yourself, the way that whether you feel that you own your body or that the adult, even if it's your loving mother or father or auntie or uncle or grandmother, the extent to which you feel like the adults whose care you're in controls your body, what happens is you end up transferring that to other people as you grow up. Maybe it's a partner or maybe it's a way that you view yourself in the mirror. All of those things are shaped in childhood. So I'm not saying that if your child is just in their room the entire time and, you know, they never come out and they want you to bring them dinner or whatever, you know, as I try to say often, unschooling or raising free people, it doesn't mean that you disregard common sense and that you don't parent. (laughs) What it means is that you parent from a space of partnership. And so use your judgment, but keep in mind that for most of us, the default is to try to make the child be out and about or make the child do whatever is going to be most comfortable for the people around us during the holidays. And we can also 
take the option to consider the child just as we want to consider ourselves. So opt out if you need to, and remember that your child might want to opt out as well. I also got to be part of a really, really good conversation. It was too short, but it was good. A conversation this past Monday, December 4th, with some folks in Rochester, New York, some Black folks who were actually homeschoolers. And I was a part of a panel discussion on an NPR radio station, what? WXXI, I think, the local letters for Rochester, New York, but it is an NPR station. And it is um, on my Instagram page. If you go to at fair of the free child, F-A-R-E of the free child, in my bio link, there's a direct link to that conversation. And then I think I also just tweeted, I tweeted it earlier today or maybe yesterday. And my Twitter handle is Radical Selfie. But it was really good to talk to some other families of color and talk about why they choose education outside of this conventional schoolishness. I always love being part of those conversations or even just hearing those discussions because we really need the rest of the world to have a better understanding. We also need a better understanding of how vast and varied we are because particularly among people of color, as we learn how to work through the differences and as we learn how to embrace those differences among ourselves, then we can approach liberation from a multi-pronged approach. We won't think that if we're not all raising our children in one particular curriculum or you know, having them focused in this particular industry or whatever, whether it's STEM or you know, some of the ones that we tend to view as the most valid. When we realize that how much of that is driven by the industry aspect of education and then also some of the aspects of inherent racism that are part of the system, it's really, really wonderful to recognize that you don't have to spend time and energy and your child doesn't have to spend that level of time and energy physically and emotionally trying to navigate that system. Instead, you can be part of communities because you don't have to do it alone where people are choosing a more proactive role and offer their children a more proactive role in their educational experience. So shout out to Evan Dawson and the Connections team, that's the name of the show, for inviting me on and for highlighting some of the reasons that people of color in particular are choosing education outside of conventional school. So yeah, that is it for this week. This was short and sassy. Um, next week, we're going to be talking to Beth and Carla. Um, you've heard the announcement that I made from Beth about what their needs are in creating this liberatory learning space for folks of color in Seattle. So um, the conversation is... <laughs> I just listened to the listen to that again maybe yesterday or the day before man we had such a good conversation and then also Marley and Sage and Amaya my niece all three put some black girl magic on next week's episode so look forward to that I appreciate being here I always have so much fun even if I don't have a guest with me because you guys engage so much online I just feel like I'm looking at your faces or whether it's your avatar, if we haven't met in person. So this is so much fun for me too. And I feel like you should know that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. Peace. 
Bear of the Free Child is a weekly podcast that centers diverse narratives, insightful commentary, learning with our children and de-schooling ourselves, owning our multiple identities and treating children with dignity, creating community and sharing conversation from often silenced spaces, breathing life into liberation practices proactively and on purpose. It's about parenting. It's about self-directed education, loving. It's about learning. Thanks for listening to Farah the Free Child podcast. Like the show? Then show your love or give your feedback at akilasrichards.com.